All right, folks, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast. We're bringing the tips, tools, and techniques you need to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel, and today we've got a great episode for you with Megan Rosen, Chief Development Officer of Next Brands. So a little bit more about Next Brands. Uh, they are a family-owned strategic manager and growth accelerator of impactful food franchise brands. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Megan is helping lead the charge in the newest initiative for Next Brands with the planned expansion of two of, two of its brands through its new innovative modular container location concept. So, uh, Megan, welcome. Thanks for joining. Let's dig in from there, and and we'll just we'll go at it. Tell me more about what you guys are doing. Thank you so much, Jamie, that um, for the intro. Yeah, I'm really excited for the opportunity to speak with you. Um, really, we are launching um, something quite innovative that we thought of while well, our founder and CEO, who happens to be my father, kind mm -hmm. of realized during the pandemic um, when restaurants were struggling to stay open because the seating in the lobby was reduced, mm -hmm. that drive-through was really going to be, uh, you know, restaurants were really going to be dependent on drive-through in the future. Um, in addition to that, we started growing some of our own restaurant brands and saw that you know real estate was really hard to come by, especially end caps and um, standalone properties. They're often scooped up really fast or over you know overpriced and just economically hard to uh, hard to sustain in sure. the in the restaurant industry. Um, so we started looking at, you know, other brands that were doing kind of a modular concept, but, or a, a pod concept, I would like to say, um, out here on the West coast, we have Dutch bros and they go into out parcels and parking lots and their footprints, very small. They're able to service, you know, hundreds of customers a day, um, with a with a lower investment cost so we kind of went with that and looked at you know the shipping container concepts which have started to grow and um wanted to see how we could streamline a shipping container uh modular build and put in a full quick serve restaurant so a lot of these um standalone like pods that i like to call it don't uh offer an entire range of foods. So you're kind of limited um, to not having a hood or a grease trap. And it's a lot of, you know, you just need um, the electrical uh, component. But we took about a year, worked with a lot of designers, engineers, uh, um, and operators to develop a full service QSR restaurant that can fit inside uh, tw two 20 by 40 shipping containers. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we just opened our first one, which to a lot of success it, with our Beefaroo brand in um, Northern Michigan. It's been open about six weeks. We've serviced over 5,000 customers. Um, there's an awesome tour I'd love to link in the chat, if I can, of the container. We have another one on the way for blenders, uh, smoothies, bowls, and acai brand. And then we're rolling them out as franchise models as well and working with other brands. Um, the benefit of it is it's kind of like a plug and play once we had it figured out. Other brands can come to us and we can do the design and roll it out for them. Yeah. So, well, lot, there was a lot there. So I, I, I was Sorry. writing down. No, it was good. It was like we, now we can dig into uh, to, uh, to some of it. So, yeah, let's, let's go back to just the idea that franchising is very popular 
it's happening and all over. Like I talked about where I am, it's brands are coming in, independents are coming in, but if franchises are coming in and um, real estate is expensive and it's hard to get. And so, yeah, that, that concept of, 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 of module modular, where you tell me, do you, do you build the unit? Does it ship? Is it plop down? Does it plug in? I mean, is it that simple? What else is going on? So a lot of the um, variables that you often find with traditional real estate, like weather, um, you know, weather conditions, um, existing conditions are taken away when you do the container models. A lot of it is fabricated off site. The only thing that needs to be done is the site work on a flat piece of land. Um, traditionally, we're looking at, you know, a half acre, which is not a huge parcel of land mm -hmm. to be able to put a full quick serve restaurant on top of it. And um, so the majority is fabricated offsite, the container is shipped, and then it's finalized, um, it's hooked up to the utilities, and the FF&E is put in, um, making the build out fairly quick and a lot, a lot faster than traditional brick and mortar and a lot lower of an investment. I definitely will definitely link the tour that you mentioned, you know, in the notes on, on the website and so forth. But what, what does it look like? Is it, are we, you know, we're not looking at a container. What, what else do you do to make it look uh, special to branded? What sort of things can you do to customize it? Well, that's the exciting thing about the container is you can really customize it any way you'd like. Um, we have a few murals that we fabricated for some of our other brands that, you know, kind of just wrap around the the container so you can put um decorations not decorations i'm using the wrong word but it's so you can put a design on it make it really flashy um our blenders uh one has a rendering that's going to look really cool with a lot of pops of color um some of the other locations that we're franchised out we're looking to partner with local artists to do mm -hmm. murals on the side um cool. so the benefit really is, is it's kind of like a blank slate. And instead of just a gray concrete box, you can really advertise your product and your food and um, get people interested from the outside. Let's um, let's go to like cost savings. Cause that's the first thing that jumps into my mind. I know it's on, on your website as a big deal. Development is that's where a lot of dollars go. And this can streamline that you don't have to share exact numbers, but, or maybe it's percentages. Like what are you really seeing from that aspect of it? the significance of the cost savings. What do you think? We're seeing anywhere between 40 and 60% lower than a traditional mm. brick and mortar. Um, and the development time really is also plays into that a lot. So if you were to develop a piece of land and build from the ground up, if you wanted to do a standalone drive-through, that's going to be a 12 to 14 month pro uh, project. And that's probably a fast project. Um, our container concepts are anywhere between, it can be as low as eight weeks to 12 weeks. And it, you know, the largest oh, part wow. is just the site work and the, uh, zoning, which, you know, municipalities that can, that's the, uh, the biggest variable. So we started construction. I think we started site work on our blenders location in Michigan on the 1st of April, the container got delivered last week and we're scheduled an opening date of mid-May. So it's about a six-week delivery time. In wow. addition to that, you know, the um, the initial investment is quite lower. Uh, it's anywhere between three to 600,000. And that, again, depends on how you have the site, that's how you receive the site. But if you're thinking about that from an investment standpoint, 
you're not losing all of that time with construction, mm -hmm. spending capital to get the get your doors open and waiting for customers to get in. You can really build the excitement as you're starting to work on the site and when the container gets delivered. And then it's constantly in the um, customer's foremind that, you know, what is this new concept? This is exciting. And then all of, it's the, of a sudden it's open and you're able to deliver and I think really um, make a big splash in the neighborhood. Yeah, we just to give an example here where we are, we're outside of uh, Orlando, Florida, and the area is growing like crazy. But there's been a there's been a, a national uh, chain coming to to the neighborhood re recently, and I'm talking months and months and months, and we're like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's not coming, it's not coming, it's coming. So it's like, oh my gosh! So sometimes these site pads take take forever, and like you know, we're ready for it. And uh, when they first started clear the land, they put up the hiring signs and I'm like, that's a little ambitious, you know, eight, eight months later, they're still, they're still working on it. It may even be longer at this point. So yeah, that time horizon can really be a big player in, um, you know, the excitement, uh, the excitement, obviously the owners, but also, also the neighborhood and the community and so forth. But let's go to geography for a second. Where are you guys now? Where are you expanding? Where are you looking to expand? Uh, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. So we've got, um, our core group of restaurants, uh, for the Beefaroo brand are located in Northern Illinois, it's called Rockford, mm -hmm. Illinois. Okay. Uh, the, the first uh, three franchised container concepts are going just over the border in Wisconsin, Beloit, Monroe, uh, and Janesville. <clears throat> so we're really, sorry about that. We're really expanding outward um, in the Midwest. I mean, our, yep. our meals and our offerings are very uh, Midwest comfort food focused. Sure. And then we've got some um, interest in Michigan. We're doing a big expansion in uh, up north is I'm from Michigan. So northern Michigan, uh, top of the mitten. If this is uh, if anybody watches this, if it's not just um, vocal and down through the Midwest, though, through Missouri, um, you know, and then looking at Texas, Arizona and some interest in Florida as well. OK, yeah. Well, talk about the brand then for, for that that brand or the other brand for a second, like what what are you guys doing? What's special about it? What's the typical meal look like? And and so forth. What's the experience? What do you think? Yeah, Beefaroo is a really interesting concept that um, we were lucky enough to get involved with and asked to roll out, you know, the franchise system. It's been a brand, it's it's been around in Rockford, Illinois for over 55 years. Okay. Um, and their differentiator is really that everything is made to order. It's not fast mm -hmm. food. It's good quality food served faster than normal at a more affordable standpoint or more affordable price point. So, you know, a family of four, if you want to take your family out and feed them a, you know, delicious, healthy-ish meal, you can go to Applebee's or somewhere similar and spend maybe over a hundred dollars, or you could take them to McDonald's and spend less than 20, but still, you know, feel kind of crappy about what you're feeding them. Yeah. Beefaroo is a nice sweet spot where you can take your family, you can sit down, you can order it, you can take it home. There's something for everybody. There's gluten-free options, there's salads, there's burgers, obviously roast beef and um, the milkshakes are the best. But the quality is really what sets us apart. It's all fresh. It's all made to order. And it's delicious. The um, You hit on something that that is top of my mind because we eat out a lot. We're a family of five and the kids are and we're running around. And, and we do. We have those, those, those generic 
Applebee type experiences that are like that are a hundred bucks. And you're like, man, that, that was just not 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 worth the value. But you also don't necessarily want the uh, McBurger this or that. So, yeah, that sweet spot is really important to hit budget wise, quality wise. And so you're probably seeing that from a trend trend standpoint is that's kind of where, uh, you know, Americans want to dine out. Is that is that part of your expansion thought? It definitely is um, coming up on, you know, what we're looking at in the economy with kind of the small R recession coming up. Traditionally, fast food sales do increase in yeah. times of economic downturn. Um, so we are seeing um, bigger influx in larger orders, larger family orders with, um, you know, like kids meals and everything um, that we don't have offer like a kids meal like a toy, but in the sense of, you know, the children's milkshakes and a lot of families really happy that they have another option for for their family. Um, the area where we opened in Rose City, Michigan, very small underserved uh, market. There's one large player out there uh, with golden arches and it doesn't have a great uh, reputation in the community because their food is just not prepared fresh, it doesn't taste healthy, and it doesn't taste good. And we've opened our location to a lot of really good reviews, because people feel like they finally have an option where they can actually feed their family, uh, you know, a meal that is home cooked, that they don't have to put all the effort and energy into, but can also still not break the bank. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I can appreciate that as, again, from the family dining out perspective. Let's go to opening up, right? So um, footprint, is it, you just talked about opening up and serving 5,000 meals or 5,000 people. So you took, took in a lot of people, you are getting reviews, you had to hire people. Um, what are you seeing from that perspective of the you know, staffing? It costs more to hire people. Uh, what are you doing there systematically to set up your your franchisees for success? That's a really good question. Yeah, um, we've seen a big shift from a couple of years to now, you know, previously trying to find quality employees. Um, yeah. So we do work with we we counsel our franchisees to go a couple dollars over minimum wage to okay. attract quality people and people that want to be there. A big part of Beefaroo is the culture. So we want everybody to feel valued and we want to be able to pay them a living wage and we want to be able to bring jobs to the community. Um, to do that, though, you still have to be able to operate, you know, at a profit. So we coach our franchisees and we run our restaurants to, you know, keep certain percentages in line. Mm -hmm. Uh, so in the restaurant industry, it's COGS, cost of goods and labor. Um, so we try to keep those no higher than 59%. And that okay. way, regardless yeah. of if we're doing, a, if we have a great day in sales or if we do a, or a great week in sales or a bad week in sales, that percentage doesn't change. And then our P&Ls don't really change. Now, the benefit of the container model is the operations and cost is a lot lower than the traditional brick and mortar. So traditional brick and mortar, you're going to need about six people to run your restaurant at a time and about 24 people on staff and probably two salary managers um, where the container model, 
you're, you only need three people on staff at a time and probably one salary manager and um, a shift lead and a key holder. So there's a lot of cost savings there as well. Um, well, that's a big deal, that that aspect of it um, the, the, from a staffing perspective, because around the country, as you would know, it's been hard to find staff. It's perhaps getting a little bit easier, but for a while, that was the craziest part of running the business. Um, paying people well is, is, is a good incentive, but beyond that, having, just to echo what you said, having a culture that folks can get behind and a story that they can believe in is an important piece, in our opinion. Um, in, in terms of telling, telling people, why should you choose to work here versus here versus here? And when you're competing for folks, you, you know, a lot of times money is the number one equation, but a lot of times it's something else. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's brand and belief and food and story and, and all those things and growth and development. So those pieces can come into, uh, into play too. Um, what are people, I'm just thinking from a, from your perspective, you know, what are you looking for from a franchisee? What are you looking for? Is it someone that's going to take one location? Is it, uh, are you looking for area expansion? Like you guys are kind of young in that aspect of it. It's pro probably all the above. Tell me. We are. So that's a really good question. We're still refining um, what's called a franchise, av uh, franchise avatar persona. Um, it's really as, you know, we are a micro emerging brand and we're looking at these early adopters. It's really more of an emotional and personal connection at this point um, with sure. each franchise lead that comes in. And there and that is one of the hardest things that we have to do from a development standpoint is not focus, not get lost on units sold and um, focus on the actual quality of the franchisee that's coming in because there are people that might not know how to run a restaurant and so they're not proven operators. And right. we've had people come to us and want multiple units, but their history is in businesses and they might be able to build a business, but I don't know if they can roll up their sleeves and make a... Uh, turkey avocado jackrabbit if it comes down to it. So we really want people who are invested in the brand, have an emotional connection and, and aren't afraid to actually put in the work to run the brand, um, mm -hmm. you know, and bring it to market. So a good example of that is um, our first multi-unit franchise system, uh, you know, they're established, it's, it's a group of eight individuals and they are established, they're multi-unit owners of other brands. Um, but when they came and wanted to run this brand, um, or wanted to purchase Beefaroo, they specifically said that they weren't comfortable, you know, not having an operator in their team um, and asked for a creative solution. So we were able to contact, we were working with um, one of the previous managers with Beefaroo. She's been with the brand for 30 years. She mm -hmm. loves the brand. She's put two children through college with it. Yep. And we said, we have an opportunity where they'd like to bring you on as the operator. And in turn, they'll give you, own, you know, some ownership. And she's always wanted to own her own Beefaroo. And now because of, you know, this opportunity, because we've franchised the business, she gets to be part owner in three of these locations. So not only is she going to be an amazing operator, an amazing trainer, but she has that ownership stake in it. So I know it's going to be successful. No, that's exciting. I'm glad. Good for her. 
The um, yeah, you just mentioned the word training. I find I find that to be a big a big important piece. You obviously you got to train the the owners, the management, the new staff. But when you open a location, you do training. Do you do ongoing training? How do you think about it? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got um, about six weeks of training laid out, and everybody that signs on, if even if you're going to be an absentee owner, and this is where it kind of comes into play for us. What I mean by people who are willing to roll up their sleeves, yeah. you have to attend all six weeks of training. So there's four weeks um, in one of the, our locations in Illinois, and then two weeks uh, at your location prior to grand opening. And then there's continued support going. Um, there's continued support and active coaching as you continue to run your business. So especially in the first few months, we will meet with the owners weekly and look over their cogs and labor and make sure those yeah. KPIs are being hit so that they're successful. Because at the end of the day, an open unit that or a closed unit, just because we have it sold, isn't going to help our brand. An open, successful unit with a happy owner is the best thing for us. For sure. Yeah, for sure. On that, on that uh, marketing side, on that grand opening side, the excitement of, of opening a, a new location. Um, and, and that's what you've just gone through. And I'm sure you'll be doing a lot more. What do you think is the key to capturing customers in that early, early process, whether it's capturing their data, capturing their feedback, getting those early, you know, early answers to what's going on? Do you do anything special or anecdotal? Getting involved in the community is really important to us mm -hmm. um, at the very beginning and when we open. So getting involved in local Facebook groups, getting our name out there, yeah. hiring within the community. Yeah. That's all very important to us, especially because our business model is to go into those smaller communities outside of um, major metropolitan areas that might feel overlooked. So just getting our name out there, working within the community. We also have a PR firm that will do local outreach and work with um, you know, local news stations and get sure. some stories highlighted there. Um, but as much as you can, and I feel like I'm repeating myself, is just you know, getting involved in the community. One of our uh, managers in Rose City was a manager of a bank that uh, had closed, but she you know, knew everybody there. So she put the word out. We put signs up and everybody was really excited. So it's more about grassroots marketing at this time than yeah. major, you know, PR pushes and SEO dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always think about, um, I went to a couple of new places recently that in my area and I, and I just randomly happened to meet the manager just literally ran randomly. So I talked about, Hey man, you just opened up a new place. It's exciting. How's it going? Happened to be going well in both cases. But I asked the question, what are you doing to capture these hundreds of people that are in here having a good time? Oh, man, we're so busy. We haven't been capturing their information. I said, oh, man, you have to. You have to do that, right? Because you know you want to be able to control their data and invite them back, capturing that data. Do you guys do anything special on that side, loyalty side, SMS, uh, email marketing? What do you think? Yeah, so for both of our brands, we have a loyalty program and you can opt in for a text and email marketing. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a huge uh, response more to text, a lot less okay. uh, when we do an email mm -hmm. email campaign. We've done some A-B testing, um, you know, this running specific specials uh, via sure. email and via text. And almost always the text uh, response is is higher. I think people are just more receptive to that. And you can also push it out 
immediately. So if there's a special yeah. you want somebody to see, or if you want lunch, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like sometimes, you know, I'll get a text from DoorDash or something and I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Um, so, you know, exactly. we like to run like lunch promos or happy hour specials, and it's a good way to keep on top um, in front of your customers. We've also, uh, we're beta testing some, our, our own app, which allows us to okay. geo-target um, customers mm. so that if they mm. get within five miles of one of our restaurants, we'll get a push, they'll get a push notification, maybe a percentage off, and then um, ratings are huge. So we... Um, run Google review campaigns as much as possible. We love feedback. It's very important to actively engage with all of the reviews you get, even if they're negative. Um, You know, that's, I think the most important is that you're showing people that you're listening and that you care. Um, So just making sure you're staying on top of it. I typically push out a Google review campaign once a week. And then we also um, have like a comment suggestion card that goes into some takeout orders that people can just reach out directly to us and provide us with their feedback in a less public setting. Well, we, we, we certainly covered a lot in a short time, we kind of ran through some big hot topics and, and we kind of like to keep things 25 minutes or so, but there's, a, there's more stuff I'd like to dig into the future. So maybe we'll have you back on to talk about how you're growing and, and other stuff you're seeing, or we'll dig into one of these, one of these particular things. But as we, as we wrap up today, anything you want to leave people with, how to, how to reach you guys, how to learn more about the brand or any other parting thoughts? What do you think? Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, just, you know, I'd like, I think I'd like to leave off with my opinions on franchising, which is just a great opportunity for people who've wanted to own their own business or want freedom to do so, but don't necessarily have the background knowledge or capital mm-hmm. to start off. Um, it's kind of like an easy button into getting into business because there's a lot of proven uh, proven systems and you still get to own your own business, but you kind of have that support system under you of a successful franchise operations team and experts that you can ask. So that's why I really love franchising. I'm really excited about these two brands. Yeah. Well, hit, hit them with, thank you for that. Hit, hit them with the URLs to go to for the brands or the, or the main company brand, send, send them where you want. Yeah, absolutely. Go to nextbrandsanddevelopment.com um, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Megan Rosen, uh, Chief Development Officer of Next Brands. I'm very, very responsive. So just reach out to me directly and I'll say hi. Good. Yeah, I appreciate that. I always like that visual, that easy button, you know, hitting that. Yes. Whatever, whatever office store maybe did that first, or but I, but I like that visual. Keeping things easy, don't have to reinvent the wheel. Megan, nice uh, spending time with you here today. Uh, folks, Megan Rosen, Chief Adult Development Officer of Next Brands. You can get a hold of her um, on LinkedIn as well as I know nextbrands.com. Yep, nextbrands.com for sure will work as well. Uh, for more restaurant marketing and operations, service people and tech tips, stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks much. Thank you. Thanks.